welcome to Time Play 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name is Louis. And my name is Lockie. And this week we played three hours of Lovely Planet. You know, I don't recommend drinking a Pepsi before you record a podcast. I just had a Coke. Oh, we're both going to be gassy boys. Well, I'm always a gassy boy. We know <laughs> yeah, this. It's... People have heard me yeah. heard me burp on this podcast. It's probably because I am drinking Cokes before podcasts. Are you, this is this is a consistent. That was my second one today. I hardly ever drink. I hardly ever drink Cokes, but I've actually had two today. Interesting. What spurred it today? You were thirsty. I had a lunch meal um, Uh, from a, like, fish kebab place, and uh, it came with a drink, and I got a Coke. And then I got home, and there were people in the kitchen, and I wanted a cold drink, and there was a Coke in the fridge, uh, so I just took it. Normally, I'd have, like, some water, but, you know, I just thought, "Mm, just take it and go. It wasn't until I sat down and looked at it and thought, hey, this is my second Coke today. Mm. Mm-hmm. I find with um fridged drinks, um, what am I what am I doing? What am I about to say here? Something I, really f- f- either funny or interesting mm, or educational. Mm. In one of those three things, because otherwise, <laughs> why, you know, why, three, why would you why would you bring that up? Those are the three content markers that we have to hit every episode. But um, well, any of the three, any ideally. of the three, if we can touch one of those, that would be great. That's um, what I'm looking for. Uh, they're just like they're the most appealing when you're feeling lazy, because I don't even particularly like the flavor of most canned drinks. Mm-mm. But it's just like I know it's going to be cold if it's in the fridge because it's a can. It's like a nice packet of something. It's something's quite satisfying about having a can. It takes slightly longer than like just a glass of water to drink, because um, the fizziness slows you down. But the actual flavor, nah, I mean, whatever. It could it's, really it's be anything. It's quick as well, like, to get. Mm, just um, gets in you. God, can you imagine, like, a can of juice, though? Like a can juice of can. pressed apple juice. Why don't they put apple juice in a can? That's what I'm saying. Oh, because it goes off. But no, but if it's in a can, it's going it to go off. Quick. I mean, it, it, it's, it goes off in a bottle. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's they, something they, about... They still sell it. But what's the point of putting it in a can... <laughs> it's just convention. Well, is that it? what I like about the can is that the metal gets cold, so the drink. Gets yeah, that's any, the, that's the nicest thing. And you it get, feels you get to cold like, in your yeah, hand. Yeah, you get to hold a cold thing. You get to hold the cold. Hold the cold, mm-hmm. Lucky. Should we start a three HR <laughs> beverage company? No. Hold um, the cold. <laughs> let's let's hold that idea and not do that. <laughs> it's not particularly unique. <laughs> but, Most cans. but I tell you what, I tell you what, pitch me an ad campaign that says hold the cold. I'm there, <laughs> to be honest. Whatever the product is, chances are I'm going to hold the cold. I'm looking up canned apple juice. Some of the, uh, in like um, 
some Asian uh, well, you, they uh, yeah, can. Yeah, it's always non. But they'll do like plastic cans with those metal tops. When I get look up canned apple juice, I'm getting fizzy apple juice. Like appetizer. Like an appetizer. The first thing is coming up is uh, treetop. Corsten press apple can. Minute made. Motsi. Oh yeah, Corsten. That looks very. That's a. Is that like a? Oh, I got. An, I got. Yeah, minute made. That's not fizzy, is it? And I got an ocean spray apple juice. Mm, that look... looks. I guess are oh that's from concentrate. Yeah, that can't be fizzy. <laughs> you can't make fizzy drinks from concentrate. Well, but mean? maybe, but that's just what it is, isn't it? It's just concentrated flavor with bubbles. Yeah, man, I don't know. I you don't know that's fizzy. You don't know I don't crap think about you can juice. Get... I know a bit. I drink enough <laughs> of it. I got opinions on juice. Yeah, I appreciate how defensive. I don't know if they're good opinions about juice, but they're okay. Did I did I ever told you the story of um of me trying to pitch my dad, who used to work in advertising, um, pitch him. He used to work. He was like a advertising company, and he one of his clients was Ribena. Okay, and and uh, as a kid, um. I was convinced I had like a really just like an excellent advert idea and I would like pitch it to him. And I was like, dad, you got to, in my mind, he was like going into a boardroom with like a, a you know, like a chart, like a flip yeah, chart, big, big white, white board. Yeah. Boring. And I was like, dad, you got to tell him about this ad idea. They're going to love it. Okay. Louie, tell me about it. Yeah. My dad's, um, what is that? Was that American? That's, that's that your, was that's your dad. Like, yeah. Um, uh, and it was okay. So there's a there's a kid, right? Mm. And he's on a skateboard. <clears throat> how did I know there was eight? Um, and uh, and oh jeez, <laughs> I've got a really okay. No, <laughs> keep going. Push through. Push through. Okay, there's a kid on a skateboard, <laughs> and. And he falls off the skateboard. And then a wacky old man on a skateboard skates. I think either like jumped over him or skated past him. And then he drank some Ribena. The man did. The, yeah, the old man. Okay. And I was like, Dad, you got to do this. And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll definitely. That's great, Louis. I'll definitely I'll pass that to on. Higher ups, yeah. To the, to the boys at Ribena and... Uh, I pressed him on it a lot, but I never heard back. So, must have just got lost in the, lost in the system. And I have a much better story than that. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened only yesterday. So it's fresh. It's mm. you're the you're the first person to hear this outside of the household. Well, not just me, Lockie. Well, you're the first, and then it'll go out to everyone. Um, but so I, I came <laughs> back yesterday, and mm-hmm. in the conservatory, right? Uh, you've been there, you know what it looks like. Yeah, glass. Um, and it's got these, it's like a conservatory that leads onto like a living room kitchen space. And uh, it's got these back doors that open up and then these two windows at the side. Ah. And in the middle of the two windows, sort of spaced a few meters apart, in the house, on the floor, was this big purple bird poo. In the house. In the house. 
In the conservatory. On the floor. On the floor. But Somewhere like, between the sofa, the table, yeah, and the exactly. Front, the back it, was, it was in that space. Yeah. But it was quite deep in. And we were trying to figure out the angle. The angle of the... Of eventry. As in, like, if it came through a window. Yeah, if it came through a window, if it came through the door when it was flying at speed. And it was true, true mystery. So hard to pin down. And it was definitely, like, a plop of, of poo. It, it was big. Like, it was, like, a big it, plop of bird poo. But it, it was, like, the like, size of, like, your little finger. Like, tracked in from someone's foot or something. No, it was, like... Definitely, like, it fell was, out of a butt. It was, it was un... It's sh- it shaped had been maintained. You know, there was there was no like it wasn't like scraggly. It was like a whole bird poo. Have you looked up what kind of bird poops purple? Uh, no, I think probably if I think it's just what they eat, isn't it? Um. Oh, that's incredibly true. Yeah. <laughs> Same with people <laughs> for the most part. Um. But yeah, that's that's it was man. It's so weird. So weird. Should Is we... that your story? Yeah. Oh. Should we, uh, 10 minutes in. Um, ah. Should we talk about the game that we played this week? Or I, played... I mean, if... Did you play it this week? Uh, I've played it before. I've played about two hours of it um, oh until um, until the world ended um, this week. Two hours? Jeez. What um, do you mean, jeez? It's called Time Played 3HR. You have had tragedy strike though uh okay let's okay let's stop right there i've played this game before yeah one yeah two there is no requirement and i don't know how many times i have to talk about this there is zero requirement for the recommendor to have to play the game again no but i feel like you should at least have played three hours if you have played it before i feel like you have to have at least hit the quit it's, it's called Time played 3HR, I think, in total. You know, as long as you've hit that marker at some point, move on. I've hit the marker. You said you actually played two hours of it. Yeah, the, this re- this last week. Oh, okay. Did you you played it before that? Yeah. Oh, I played okay. it before. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> on um, Steam? Uh, on PS4. Oh, uh, got you, got you, got you. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, and that game is... Lovely Planet. Lovely Planet. Um, Lucky, what's Lovely Planet? Gosh, so I knew you'd ask me this. Well, yeah, uh, it happens So every... I prepped a little list um, mm. to, to try and attempt how to describe this. And what I've written down here is... It's I don't think it's a that complicated. high-intensity, first-person shooter puzzle platformer set in a world of very large block-coloured objects. Um, and I think the best yeah, way... That. The best way to describe this game is in, you know, in media, when you see, like, in the police and in the army and the navy, they do those training, those, like, training courses where you, like, enter a building and you turn a corner and then, like, a cardboard cut-up will pop up of, like, a terrorist or, like, a bank robber or something. Um, (laughs) And you have to, like, shoot that guy. And then you turn a corner and there's like three more and there's like two robbers or two terrorists and then like two citizens. Um, yeah, it's like that scene in the first Men in Black. 
Yeah, or an- anything. The opening of that COD game or... Yeah, Modern, Modern Warfare has one of these. Yeah, um, um, and it, it's like that, and it's broken down into very short, less than 20-second levels where you do that in a brightly colored world. Where And your yeah. gun is like a stick with a star on it that shoots cubes. I think I think yeah I think I think you got it. It's sort of like a, um, it doesn't it doesn't look like a um, a sort of military assault course. It looks like a sort of a lovely planet. So um, you're sort of just like random greenish environments with yeah as you said just sort of textureless, um, nice colors. Uh, yeah, it has almost like a bit of a Katamari vibe. Yeah, same sort of yeah same sort of low low poly aesthetic. It's like. Um, game came out originally in 2014, so it's an old guy. Um, and I think for me, it was the first time, like, I saw... It's definitely one of those early indie games with the sort of low-poly, no-texture aesthetics, which are now incredibly popular. Um, and when people typically (laughs) make indie 3D games, they, they don't texture it and they just color everything in nice colors. Um... And it's definitely one of the first examples that I remember of of one of those. Um, it's got like sort of appropriate. Actually, I don't actually know. I mean, it's it's got a, like some Japanese aesthetic stuff. There's literally kanji thrown around all over the place. Um, I don't know if it, the developer is Japanese or not. Um, so that's kind of everywhere. Uh, it's a cute looking game. I think. I think overall, it's a, it's a it's it's a nice vibe. Do you think it's a nice vibe, Lucky? Yeah, it's um, very good to play. I, I'd seen this played before in a couple of the GDQs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was always one of those games. I thought, this looks good. I should play this one time. Mm. Um, so it was a nice surprise when, you know, I, I hear uh, what I'm playing and I just accept it. And then when I look it up, I'm like, oh, it's uh, it's this game mm-hmm. that I've uh, seen and wanted to try before. So... I was I was more than happy to uh, give it a whirl, and I ha- I had a good time playing it. Good. Um, what do you think? There's a lot of interesting things you could say about this. Are there any you want to start off with? Um. I th- I mean I think. I think it's I think it's a pretty simple. Like it's a simple experience to describe to play i think you you get you get your hold you get your hold on it pretty quick and um and i think you can definitely like divvy it up if you want to talk about it on a podcast let's say um you can like divvy it up into little bits and and sort of maybe examine it quite richly as to why it's satisfying um but i think for me the biggest feeling i get from it is it's um fast and challenging um, but I rarely ever find it frustrating, um, and it manages to be that and also be a shooter whilst also being very warm and bright and sort of affectionate for the you, the player. Um, I feel like it's kind of just like this welcome world, this world that sort of welcomes you in and you sort of pew pew things with a little pew pew i wouldn't even call it a gun it's like a little pew it's like a pea shooter with a stick on the side that you hold um and i think it's just a yeah it's a it's a very i find it a very comforting 
experience. Um, yeah, it's it's like overall. It's as if like a child's it's like a child's imagination this game holding like a broomstick, you know. And mm-hmm. they're running around in running around the garden pretending to shoot uh random enemies that are like hanging mm-hmm. out of trees or are like the play school um car. You remember that play school car? The little red and yellow one? Uh yeah, we have one of those. Be really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, you mean the like the ones that kind of look like a smart car? It's got like a really, it's very tall. Yeah, an empty yeah. floor and little seat, and you walk along. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it it it's it's a very good vibe, and but it is interesting actually. I didn't think about this while I was playing it, but like you just said, you don't have a gun. You have a stick that shoots cubes, mm-hmm. um, but there are guns in the world. Mm. Um, this, so it's sort of like. You, you walk around all these blobs. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, that's what the landscape is. It's, it's big blobs, essentially. You know, there'll be, like, a green floor, sort of beige mountains, and then just some random blobs, some fences. Uh, the enemies are red cubes. You know, there's, there's like, two types, at least, that I came across. Um, red cubes and then red cubes with hats on. Um, so that, that's the sort of thing that you're looking at. But they also will model in random objects from the real mm-hmm. world, like a gun or a telephone mm-hmm. or X, Y, Z. Um, so it, it's kind of interesting to see the gun in a first-person shooter when you're not shooting the gun. Yeah. That's kind yeah, of weird. It, gives, it definitely gives off a vibe of like a sort of a dreamscape of you're like floating through this mostly consistent aesthetic and then off to the, the sort of fringes of your periphery, there are, like, objects yeah. from your day that you recognize or, like, um, yeah, just random, doesn't quite fit stuff. That I get the sense that maybe the, the developer was just like, oh, I just feel like I just need to model something. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to model exactly. a fish. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I agree. And it works totally. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely does. Yeah, so what... It's probably worth doing is maybe explaining just a li- in a little bit more detail the actual moment-to-moment gameplay. Sure. Um, so it's like um, trial-based, tri- trial-based um, runs of, yeah, as you said, very short levels that you're just trying to get to the end of and also make sure you take out all the enemies along the way. And the enemies consist of uh, a few different variants. They add in a few more as you go along um, and with increasing sort of complexity. And it's very Twitch-based. Um, there's no reticule. Um, mm. when you shoot, so no crosshair. It's crazy. Yeah, so so you're you're kind of doing it by eye, and it's From got the hip. this kind of um, and it gives off a more like I think it sort of adds to the level of satisfaction because you sort of feel like you're doing more trick shots just by removing that reticle. It just feels a bit more like you're actually, you know, you're aiming a gun instead of like using a cursor and, and moving it on the screen. Instead of playing a video game, you're actually doing the activity. Yeah, and, and because it's not like it's not like hit scan shots, it's like you're firing projectiles, so and they move, you know, I mean fast, but not like a gun fast. They're not instant. Um, so so it's nice to like be able to see the sort of arc of these things and yeah. and I mean you and have sort to of, like lead shots. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what moving. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um and that feels quite satisfying. Uh and it's like instant I mean the one of the things these games they have to be like instant restart when you mess up. Yeah, um, it's it's we we talk about this a lot actually, um, and we talk I feel about like we how do. Good, we do we do things that are trial and error, um, but reset very quickly. And I always say Hotline Miami, 
we need a phrase, or at least need to find the phrase that describes these games, because <laughs> we probably spend about 30 seconds describing this damn thing every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's very good at that. And it has to be when the game is, one, difficult, uh, and two, um, short. Yeah. You know, when you're dying, like, in two seconds. Yeah. Uh, you, you have to you have to be able to get straight back into it. Yeah, because we've all played those games that, like, the load is longer than the time you were alive, and it just kills it completely. Mm, you awful. just can't. You just can't play it. The pits, the actual pits, huge um, pits. And this does this does a good job at it, but I almost wanted it to be even quicker. I almost found the restarting would take me like a second longer than I wanted it to. Sometimes, as in the literal load of it, or the like, sort of clicking through to go, like the clicking through to go. Yeah, I think I think that I for me there was um I sort of would always fumble there was something unnatural about the way it shows you like the leaderboard every time or something mm. um when you start and I kind of just wanted it to immediately be like go instead yes. of it showing that again to Same. have to click through it. Exactly. Um and, But and even then it was it's still like super rapid, like it's not it's not a problem for sure. Yeah, but it, I get what it, you mean. it's not. Um But often, you know, because these levels were so short you would literally have to be doing things within the first second of playing um yeah so you're you're trying to click through rapidly but then if you mess it up it's kind of awkward because you can like die in the first second and you have to reset mm -hmm. and uh that kind of disrupts your flow mm -hmm. a little bit i found um, and um this game it uh one thing i thought's quite interesting about this game is how it almost changes and i don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing um but it, it changes from like a totally reaction uh like reaction based game um in terms of like you see an input on the screen and then you react to it um in, in what sense of, like, can you give an example sure so uh especially for the first couple hours playing this game you know you turn a corner, you see a projectile shooting at you, you see an enemy in the distance, you see an apple being flung up in the air, um, and they have these apples which get they're thrown bombs, up. I think. Um, I think <laughs> they look like apples. They look like apples. Sure bombs. Um, but basically, you have to shoot them before they hit the ground. Um, and so, you know, so you see the shots coming, so you go, there's a shot, aim quick, shoot, shoot, shoot the apple, blah, blah, blah. And it goes from that to like a, almost a learnt game. Where, especially when the fog comes in, in level four. Mm. Uh, see, at the fourth set of levels, I think it's the fourth set, they bring in this fog, which means you sort of can't see more than, I don't know, three meters. Mm. Um, so it, it's not like you even see the shots coming. You know, you turn a corner and then you're given what is like a second to react to the shot incoming. So it, it's yeah. not even about seeing it, aiming and shooting. It's about knowing that the shot's going to be there, so I'm already aiming there when I turn mm -hmm. that corner. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think it... Yeah. I think I think you're right. Like, it definitely... I think what's cool about that, though, is that it doesn't suddenly swap to that style. It gradually introduces more elements to the point where you need to then... Like, at the start, you can just kind of... Um, you can just kind of fluff it and be like, oh, there's a thing there, I need to shoot that. And you can you can get through it without really having to know it. But by the time you get to that, those later stages, as time goes on, 
especially things like the bombs and stuff, you have to you have to have learnt the level first before you can set a time. Yeah. Um, you can't stop as well. They don't they don't let you stop because you know it'll the apple will fly so early that if you're not moving to the apple you'll miss it. Um, yeah. And they also include things that like um they're kind of like these little minefields where they trigger once you get close to them and then after a couple of seconds if you're still there you die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they introduce a lot of things like that where they literally don't allow you to stop. I tell you one thing that screw, screws me over, and I feel like I maybe have talked about this before. I definitely have at some point. Um, is I I sort of naturally try to try to get the cool shot, not the most effective shot. Um, in in games like I I don't know. There's this this tendency for me to be like oh, I want to get this shot at the last second because that'll be cool. Not there's not like an active thought I'm having, but I think that's just the way I play games. Is I'm always trying to make it look as dramatic as possible, um, which means that I'm not actually playing as effectively as I should be. Because let's if you took a look at like the bomb slash apples. Um, so yeah, as you say, when they hit the ground, the level ends um, and you have to restart. Um, and my brain naturally wants to shoot it the second before it hits the ground. Um, not as soon as it launches into the air. Um, and as the levels goes on, it, it, it pushes you harder and harder to the point where you actually have to just kind of, and it's almost more efficient, more efficient to hit it right before it hits the ground. Yeah. to, To play the way you want to, um, as the, as the game goes on, you're literally not given the opportunity to do anything other than make the shots mm. because, and, and it's hard. It's not easy as well. It's like really quite tough and which is okay because the levels are 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, but like, so the second last level I played, it was, I think four, four 13. Um, mm-hmm. And just to give you like, and the audience um, a sort of feel for this game, there's a fence to your right. Uh, you sort of aim forwards, turn the corner, you shoot left twice, uh, and it's worth mentioning that the red enemies with the hats, their projectiles will home you. So you have to shoot down the enemy projectile before it hits you, otherwise um, it'll, you know, you can't dodge it. Yeah. Um, so you turn a corner, shoot left twice, once for the projectile, once for the cube behind it, then shoot at a skinny enemy in front of you, and then there's a projectile coming up above, so you shoot that. Uh, then there's one like top left, so you shoot that, and then what in front of you in the distance there's like a falling apple, and you shoot that, and that literally happens in like three and a half seconds. Yeah, like it's 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 command when yeah. you start this level for the first time. It takes like two minutes before you even sort of know where some of these things are coming from. Yeah, I mean it's it very much like. Um... I mean, it's a lot like a game like Super Monkey Ball. Like, it's just like it feels very set up <laughs> for speed running, um, mm. uh, and is a good watch when it comes to speed running. Um, and I, I don't know about you, but like, I, I don't even know if I ever got three stars on a level. No, I never um, once. I think I only ever got two stars. And um, that was only at the start. Yeah, <laughs> I was in like the first two stages, and then occasionally, 
Yeah, by by I think by like the third set of levels, it was like basically one star the entire time. Yeah, and I I it's one of those ones where like I just couldn't imagine how I could do that more effectively because everything I was shooting was at the last second, just scrambling trying to get through this stuff. I think there's probably a lot of interesting stuff with roots because you could jump over pretty much a lot yeah. of fences and a lot of rocks. Um, but I found, you know, that changed up everything. Uh, yeah. You know, it changes, like, the order for the projectiles that you need to hit. Yeah. Uh, How long did I, it I take you, by the way, the before you realized you could um, parry uh, the bullets from the regular guys? Uh, not that long. <laughs> I'd completely forgotten it, and it took me, like, a good while <laughs> before. So, basically, yeah, the the... Uh, the basically the most basic enemy is just a red cube with a face, and it fires a projectile. But if you shoot the projectile, uh, they'll die. Um, and yeah, it just it just took me I don't know how many levels before I remembered that. Oh yeah, you can do that. Um, and that's that's good because it just means you can sort of get ahead of the game. Never really teaches you that, so you, and you but you can use it to sort of get ahead of the sort of treadmill that you're on. You know. Um, yeah which is good. It's quite satisfying. Yeah, it, it is. One thing I didn't like is that the projectiles um, from the regular reds and from the homing reds look the same. Um, mm. Because... Uh, yeah, it, I'm curious about that choice. Yeah, because occasionally they would have them side by side. And I guess you could say, oh, it even pushes that sort of puzzle element even more of learning. Okay, so there's three projectiles coming at me. Um you know, the one on the right and the middle, I have to shoot because they're homing, but the one on the left, I can just dodge. Mm. Um, but it, that doesn't really feel good. Well, not only that, but it's the same color as your projectile. Yeah, true. They're all purple cubes that they fire, which is, yeah, it's an interesting decision. You'd think um, that would be mixed up. Um, yeah, agreed. But uh, it's, it, it's good. It's a fun game. It is a fun game. Um, um, the other thing I think that makes it uh, f- feel really good for me is is the music. Um, I think the music like is very good, and it. I think it's really impressive that it for me doesn't get annoying. Level um, one got annoying. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I, I find wicked. I find the music to be like. I don't think they're particularly long tracks, but, like, the loop isn't particularly obvious. You know, sometimes you play games and it's like, oh, there's... Now it's playing the same track again. Like, it's... It gets in, it gets going, and it, and it's, like, a good rhythm the entire time. Um, uh, the composer is a, a, an artist called Bowen, who does... He's done quite a few game soundtracks now. He did, um... You ever play Pikaniku? Mm. <laughs> he seems to do exclusively games with, like, Japanese... Um, in the titles, but he's, I think he's from England. Um, um, uh, and he does his own music as well. Uh, he writes some great stuff and, um, uh, yeah, it's just a really good vibe. I think, I think like a really good job of adding to that, like warmth, um, fun, but also like fast paced aesthetic that the game is going for. Yeah. I think, I think the track on the fourth level was banging. Mm-hmm. That was really, really uh, a very nice, a very nice tune. 
Um, I think that pretty much covers it for me. Yeah, I think we've nailed it. Um, I think, what's Super Lovely Planet? Um, I don't know. There's Lovely Planet 2 also, um, which came out more recently. I think last year, maybe. Um, I haven't played either of those. Okay. Then there's Lovely Planet Arcade as well, I think. There's quite a few Lovely Planets. I don't know what the differences are between them. Okay. Mm. Um, anyway, good, fun game. If you're into this sort of thing... Actually, you know what I will talk about briefly? Mm -hmm. uh, it was amazing how awful I was at this game when I booted it back up. Oh, really? Really. So, you know, I was playing that for like 4.13. I'd been playing for like an hour. I stopped playing. I then took like a break of like four hours maybe and then came back to it. Uh, and I got back into it and it was just like, oh, geez, I'm not Impossible. moving nearly fast enough. Yeah. Um, and it, it took me like 10 minutes to even get back in that headspace mm. and like – you know, trigger finger reactions <laughs> yeah. um, before I was even like making any progress on the level. And it was, it was a bit of a shock when I first got into it and was like, hang on, I'm just, I'm just not nearly doing good enough. I'm not nearly quick enough and have gotten a lot worse in the four hours that I've stopped playing. Yeah. It's definitely like a, uh, make sure your mouse sensitivity is nice and high sort of game. You want to yeah. be like, flick in between stuff really fast. Anyway. Cool, man. Um, yeah. That's me. Um, do you want to... Do you want to hear my, my tall tale about my PC? Sure. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, so, as keen listeners will have recognized, I said I only played two hours of it um, because my PC... Uh, um, had a sort of mini explosion. Um, now, Lockie, I have a question for you. How well would you say you understand electricity? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I would say electricity or electricity in machines. I like, so... For me, it made me realize how little I've really spent with, like, a fuse box or a break box. Like, so that's I, just... I've, I remember, I think, a good amount of this stuff from, uh, from like, physics. Yeah. Yeah, sure. At school. Um, so I remember, like, a bit about circuitry mm -hmm. and about what electricity is and how it works. But mm -hmm. I, I have fuck all knowledge when it comes to how it's applied or how it works in electronics. Yeah. It was just like a, yeah, it was just a moment of like, Oh yeah, this is not real. This is the thing that like adults know when they own a home because you need to know how to like reset the power and stuff. Like I know how to flick a switch. Like I've been doing that since I moved out. Like, Oh, the power's gone. I need to go find the fuse box and flick the switch that's down. Like that's, that's, you know, you can figure that, that out. That, that's all anyone knows, unless they're. A... Well, this is a thing. Like, so what? So basically, I still don't really know what happened. But I woke up and I went to. Uh, 
I went to turn on my TV and uh, the TV didn't turn on and like, oh, the power went out. So I flicked the switch that was down, which turns out to be all the power sockets in, in, in the flat. And uh, the TV turned on, the Wi-Fi turned on and everything was, it was rosy. Um, and then later in the day, uh, I went to turn on my PC and I turned the, pressed the button on my PC and then I heard this large pop, I think is really the only way you can describe it. It was a large popping sound, went pop and, uh, I went, oh no. And then I went to check the breaker box again and flick the switch again. And then all the power sockets came back on. And then I went to turn my PC on, and my PC didn't turn on. That's so scary. Drama. Big drama. That's that's so scary. Honestly, I'm so (laughs) sorry you had to deal with that, because that sucks. And I was like, oh, no. And I assumed, like, oh, maybe that was the sound of the fuse going. So I, like, I looked at the plug, and um, you can't tell from looking at the fuse if it's gone or not. Um, You can't, like, unscrew it or anything. Um, so I went and bought a bunch of fuses and replaced the fuse and the PC still didn't turn on. And then I was like, well, this isn't good. And then I took out the actual power supply inside the PC. Um, not sure what I was going to do with it. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, I guess I'll just open up the PC. And <laughs> um, so I took the power supply out and then I looked up like how to test if the power supply works. And you have to, you have to like trick the power supply into, um, uh, you have to trick the power supply into thinking it's connected. So like, which is, so it's literally called the paperclip test. So you basically shove a paperclip in, oh my God. in one of the holes, oh, not connected to geez. the PC anymore. You disconnect it from the PC, you unplug it obviously, and then you shove a paperclip, <laughs> a metal paperclip into the, uh, the earth wire and the, whatever the, the main wire. Um, and, and it's, uh, one, it's the power supply that goes into the motherboard, so it's the the cable, so it's like 20, 20 holes, <laughs> and you have to count like okay, it's one two three four and one two three four five. Stick the paperclip in, and then plug it in. Obviously, don't touch the paperclip anymore, and the fan should start running on the power supply. And if not, then the power supply has failed. Okay. Um. Uh, so the power supply had failed because the fan didn't start running. Um, assuming, luckily, that, assuming that you didn't mess up the paperclip test. Yes, which I still at this point can neither confirm nor deny if I did it right. Um, I assume I plugged the right holes with the paperclip, but, you know, who knows? Um, uh, yeah, luckily, so it yeah. sucks. Yeah, there's a warranty on the power supply, so I sent it off and I should be getting a replacement. But I have no idea if, like, the rest of the PC is dead. Like, did that pop Scare. kill everything? Um and I was talking to, we had another issue. I won't go on too long. <laughs> we had another issue. The, the oven wouldn't turn on yesterday and the power went down again. Something's going on. And um, and I we just weren't sure what to do with this oven because it just, whatever. Um, and we ended up calling uh, Grace's dad, who's like, you know, classic, knows things kind of guy. Um, and I was talking to him about it and he explained what probably happened is that like the power supply failed set all the power off, turned off the oven. Then when I went to turn the PC back on, like, the power supply, like, super failed. 
<laughs> was like was was gonna give it another go and then was like oh crap and it blew everything out so we'll see um i'm a little stressed I i'm bet. a little bummed I, I i tell you what i looked into a bit and i'm sure you saw the same things um but by the looks of it these days by the looks of it everything's pretty good at not i would assume so at not shorting out the entire machine everything i saw online was like chances are it, it should be absolutely fine but there is a small chance everything could be fucked yeah i mean and the other thing is the other thing i sort of was um educated on which i guess i knew but it's been a long time since i've done science is the way power works is things don't push power things pull power so like the fact that the power supply blew up means that the motherboard and the graphics card they'll only take what they need you know what i mean so like even if they took a current from it they're only going to take what they needed from it so hopefully unless something went catastrophically wrong the power supply didn't like just somehow push out yeah a billion watts to through everything yeah fingers crossed man but I have no idea how long it'll take for them to, like... Because they have to, like, test it. Um, oh, they test the actual box to make sure it is broken? Yeah, yeah. They have to, like, test if it's actually broken, and then... Did they not give you, like, a time frame or anything? Uh, they said it could be up to 28 days. Ugh. But I don't think it's going to take that long. I think that's more of a, like, a cover, I think. Sure. Yeah, these things often are longer than they need to be. Which I get. Well... Anyway, you want to know what you're playing next week? Hopefully not a PC game. Uh, it is a PC game, uh, but it is also <laughs> a iOS game. I love iOS games. Sorry, OS game, Mac OS game, not iOS. Uh, um, maybe it's iOS, but it, you can play it on Mac. Okay. Um, should I just, do you want clues or straight into it? Clues. L- clues. The name of the game is a clue. Clue game. Clues. Um, clues. Love clues. It is a roguelike of sorts. Oh no. Um, <laughs> it's. Uh, trying to think of if I've ever liked a roguelike. I don't think you like this, but I am interested to hear what <laughs> you think. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think about it. Um, Do you remember when we got that review? Someone reviewed the podcast and they said, this show is at its best. When Lockie and Louie love the game. Both love the game. <laughs> yeah. Just bear that in mind. That's all right. I mean, uh, that's just one opinion. It is just one opinion. Fuck them. Um, that's what I say. No, it was a lovely review. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to... I'm not going to not pick a game because you might not like it. No, you I might like be. it. I'm being a poonus. I know. Um... Uh, it's a roguelike sort of game. Uh, it, I think, if I give you this clue, it's just a giveaway. Uh, it it sort of has risk of rain. Uh, um, it it's like that. It uses alliteration like that. <laughs> with two, that's a great clue. It's something and then the and then something, both something. beginning with the same letter. Something the something. Yeah. Do you want the letter? It's S the S. Um, um, Final clue? 
Yeah, final clue. It's a deck builder. I was going to ask if it was a card builder. Card game, yeah. Oh, lucky. Slay the Spire. Yeah, it's Slay the Spire. I bought it this week. I've been playing it. You played it? Huh? Yeah, I've been playing it? it. Yeah, I like it. You know I'm not going to like this. Go in with an open mind. It's open, but it's also just like there's a little sign that says heads up. I'm not going to like this. <laughs> it, it, it's a good game. Um, I know. And I'm looking forward to hear, you, hear your opinions on a card game that's not based around any particular anything. Gremlins. Yeah, well, you know, it's not like it's not like it's an online card game where people have an advantage over you already because they know stuff. And it's not like a card game that's huge um, and like impossible to pick up. It's, uh, you know, a pretty, no, a pretty tight you know what, experience. You know what, you know what Lucky? I'm, I am looking forward to checking it out. It's time yeah. to find out what all these deck builders are about. Why yeah. is every indie game a roguelike deck builder? I want to know the answer. Let's, let's find Slay out. Slay the Spire is the answer. Cool. Uh, all right, dude. Good stuff. Um, why don't you... Um, Sign us off. Uh, sure. Thank you for listening. This has been Time Play 3 at Shaw. Another classic app from your boys, uh, Lou and Locke. Um, <laughs> check us out on Instagram. Oh. Time Play 3 at Shaw. Oh. Louie's been tweeting like a madman on Twitter. Oh, my God. Can't stop me now. Dude, check him out. Time Play 3 at <laughs> on Twitter, I assume. Uh, hit us yep. up with an email. timeplay 3 at gmail.com. Listen to this podcast wherever you want. Spotify, yes. Got Google, it. whatever, yes. Google, whatever. Yep. On there. Beautiful. Um, I recommend the application Pocket Casts. There you go. It's very good. Uh, a live review. Um, take it easy. I hope you're all still doing well. Uh, apologies for the break of a couple of weeks. Um, uh. Have we had a break of a couple of weeks? Yeah, I think so. No, we missed yesterday. This is a, we're a day late, but we did last week, didn't we? No, no, you were on holiday. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, <Jeez>. I was. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Take it easy. Yep. Later. Au revoir. <laughs>